Welcome to Tech Talk, y'all. And welcome to Tech Talk, y'all, season eight, episode 194. I am Sanjay Parikh. And I'm Adam Walker. And as always, this episode is brought to you by Together Letters. If you want to stay connected with the people in your life and you don't want to do it on social media because that's lame and they're tracking you, togetherletters.com is where you need to go. You know, the way I've been thinking about it recently, it's social media is when you want a megaphone and together letters is when you want to have a private conversation. Oh, man. How do you like oh, that? That's beautiful. I think we should build an ad around that. And, that's and post it up. That's beautiful. Like, do you want mm-hmm. a megaphone or do you want to have an in- intimate conversation? That's right. That's what it's about. That's what it's okay. staying connected, staying connected. All right. Well, listen, in this episode, we're going to talk about apps. We're going to talk about Google being hypocritical and being Google and being Google hypocritical. We're going to talk about more apps. We're going to talk about instant water cleaning, Apple founder, Steve Wozniak, at Amazon, Heinz ketchup for some reason, and an Atari game that's worth way too much money. So Plus, of course, tech breaks at the end. Stay tuned. So, Sanjay, what's our first article? Uh, yeah, so first up is uh, apps with 5.8 million Google Play downloads stole users' Facebook passwords. Did you read how they did this? No, it's, I actually did not read. It's kind of creepy, man. It's ca- so here, so it's do? it's very like it's ingenious. So they're in the app. They're like, hey. Do you want to see use this app with no ads? No problem. Just log into Facebook. Now that's uh, that's red flag number one. Okay. Yeah, if they're yeah. gonna give you no ads and all you have to do is log in, you know they are stealing that information. Okay, so that's they're getting that's something one. from you. Oh my gosh. So number two that, that that's just kind of crazy is then they would take it the the user to an authentic Facebook login screen, but uh-huh. they apparently laid over top of that screen like a JavaScript input. And that's where you're actually inputting. <laughs> so you're actually so you're actually typing into what looks like the correct input, but is not. And then they would capture it and then reinsert it into the form to then log you in. So it looked like you really logged in. They just it was a it's basically a middleman attack, right? With code, it was. I mean, it's it's brilliant and creepy as all get out. So so by the way, um, you should not be authenticating apps against your Facebook account no, because uh, I think that. we've talked about it a bazillion times. Yeah. Maybe it's two bazillion times. Just don't do it. But by doing that, all those apps get access to all kinds of information that so you much cannot data. control. Yeah. And not just information about you, but all of your friends. So, you know, yeah. if you're friends with me, especially like, don't do Please this don't. Please don't do I don't want my data to be in somebody else's app because of you. Yeah. And, and if you do do this, then I'm going to unfriend you. Well, uh, maybe, speaking, maybe even in real life. Speak- <laughs> speaking of unfriending, uh, dozens of states sue Google over app store fees. So, I mean, this is the continuing sort of monopoly uh, that is Google and, and people are really unhappy about the app store fees, which I mean, I, I get right. So look, I'm not a Google apologist or a, a protector or shielder, but this is a little bit crazy. Is so it they're going after Google, but okay. they're not going after Apple? Oh yeah, that's and they, but Apple, they have the, basically the same policies, right? Well, but on Apple you can't use any other app store, but on Google you can. On Android okay. you can use another app store, okay, if you want. So I don't know this. Going after one and not the other doesn't feel right to me. Okay, but I agree. Even more agree. broadly, look, if you've got a problem with those fees, 
nobody says that you have to develop an app for that platform. Like nobody's putting a gun to your head saying like, you know, build it now and give me half of your money. Like nobody's doing that. I mean, you can use other platforms. That's true. Or you can just go direct to consumer on the web and make it a web app. I mean, like there, there are other options. That's true. Exactly. I mean, I understand some apps are not, um, kind of ideal in a web Mm. app format that you have to have a native app, but Look, this is not the end-all be-all of yeah. everything, right? That's true. We we existed before phones. We will exist uh, after phones. Will there be after phones? Maybe I mean, I think there will be after phones, but there will be like implants in your brain or something yeah. scary like that. So I, I'm not um, getting those either because yeah. then they'll get hacked and Facebook will track you there too. Um, you know, a place that people are getting tracked to, Google is apparently has a hypocritical remote work policy which is angering their employees. Yeah. Wah, so, wah. So, yeah. They're, yeah. They're so s- they, they've been rewinding some of their policies. Well, and not even just rewinding, basically saying like, oh yeah, if you move away and don't work in the office, we're just going to cut your salary, but you're, you're welcome to do that. But one of their early employees who's one of the first 10 at Google sent out an email saying like, oh, by the way, I'm not going to be in the office anymore. Me and my wife have decided to move to New Zealand. But they're gonna, wondering Google doesn't have an office in New Zealand. They're going to quote know. experiment living in experiment. New Zealand for a year to see if they want to move there permanently. So it's a, co- a couple of other thoughts. So first of all, it start the article starts off with ta- following a Googler that is in is out, outside of Silicon Valley and and basically they say, "Hey, your whole team is about to get moved to I think it was North Carolina yep. and you're and, and you're going to take a 15% pay cut because it's so much less expensive there." Then not long after that, they tell them, no, 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 actually, it's going to be a 25% pay cut. And then long after that, they just cancel the move altogether. So so yeah. first problem I have is this this whole concept of like, I mean, I, I get that there are some places that are just really expensive to live and you need to bump up somebody's salary to some degree to live there. At the same time, there's just the value of what a person provides. Yep. And so there's got to be a balance between those. I can't imagine losing 25% of your value just because of your location, right? So that's the, that's the first thing that just drives yep. me crazy. The second thing is, I mean, they're trying to go back to like a three day a week policy, which again, to me, does not seem wise in this sort of post commute culture that we're in. And then the third thing is, yeah, I mean, you can't have your leaders being like, hey, I'm out of town for a year. See you later. I'm going to work remote. And while yeah. you're trying to force people into working remote, that's none yeah. of that makes any hey, sense. Hey, I'm going to gonna remote work, but uh, you're not allowed to, by the way. I mean, if um, you're going to do it, at least do it like on the down low. Like at least don't announce it to the company, <laughs> you know, like just... Oh, where is he? I don't know. He's got that weird virtual background. He's not in the office, but I don't know where he is. I mean, like, at least fake it for a while. I, w- I will admit, look, let me say, I will say that I appreciate the transparency on his <laughs> part uh, of being All honest right. about what he's That's doing. True. Yeah. But uh, I don't think it was right. Yeah. at all it, it, it's still not Mm-mm. not a good thing. I, yeah. I mean, and that's that's bad in my book. That's bad leadership, right? If a yeah. leader is not willing to do the things um, and even worse things than what you're asking your employees to do. Yep. Why would they? Why like, would they? Why would they do the thing? Yep. Right. Like I, okay. I got to tell a quick story here. All so, right, go. Uh, uh, many, many years ago, I had the opportunity to go to the U S Marine Corps officer to candidate school at Quantico. Mm-hmm. And we were doing the obstacle reaction course. The general Colonel, I don't know what he was, the head guy, the commanding officer. Uh, I'm not a military guy, so I don't, I don't know all these titles, but the commanding officer of, of that, that base was there. And you know, like he's like in his sixties, older guy, he's been in a Marine for a long time. Um, he's paid his dues. He's done the whole thing. We're doing this, this, uh, obstacle course. And we're in this like mud river. It's called the Quigley and it's awful. 
and you know, like you got mud in every orifice. It's, it's horrific. Um, and we're going through it because we're students and he jumps in and is doing it with us and he is loving it. Right. And it just went to prove like, just cause you're the leader doesn't mean that you're above and beyond Mm -mm. everybody else below you. Right. I think those lessons, that's actually part of the root of all of this, uh, this problem right here is that, um, leaders believing that they are above and beyond uh, the people working for them. So, That's right. Anyway, you got to you, you got to get in the mud. You got to get you, you got to get your you hands dirty. Get in the mud. Literally yeah. get in the mud. There. Yeah. All right. So next article: Employees in Iceland starting working four hour or four days. Sorry, starting working four days a week. It didn't hurt productivity. Researchers say. So this is a study of twenty five hundred employees in Iceland. Where, by the way, according to this article, it is illegal in Iceland to work more than 13 hours a day, in case you were wondering. And they basically, they went from working, uh, making full-time 40 hours for these group of employees to 35 to 36 hours. So the four days a week may be a little bit of a misnomer, but the concept was you just get a lot more leisure time, a lot more work-life balance. And what they found is productivity did not suffer, which, I mean, really goes back to a lot of articles I've been reading lately and a lot of a lot of the thinking I've been doing, which is that you've really got four to five hours a day of solid, productive work. So much of our time gets wasted in bad communication and yep. meetings that have bad communication. Yep. And if you're just thoughtful about it, you can actually get an insane amount of work done in less than 40 hours. And, yep. and it's better for you as a person. Yep. So I, I love this. Personally, I would love to see the whole world kind of moved to a more healthy work-life balance. Yeah. I, and you know, we went to a 40 hour work week because of the industrial revolution and the time in, in factories and, and kind of all of that stuff and shift work. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and kind of thinking about how do you do shifts in a, in a factory? We, we, most of us don't, do that anymore, right? And, and honestly, I would I would argue that eight hours in a factory is way more productive than eight hours of office work because <laughs> they're not answering like fourteen thousand emails that are like half formed, right? Like they're yeah. just they're just making widgets and they're yeah. making you know so like I, you know anyway to, yeah back to your point it yeah it, it the the forty hour work week does not reflect the knowledge based yeah uh, work society I don't I, think I I wonder though like and and some of this now kind of harkens back to the previous article. Like what they talked about with Google and not wanting remote work, um, some of the 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 kind of ideas around that were like, are they just trying to justify all the real estate that they bought and they keep building out and everything? And so thinking about this, like you know, going to a four day work week, oh, that's going to hurt even more, right? And you, your building is empty. But yep. I wonder, it it made me start thinking about. I wonder what if you did staggering. Um, schedules, right? Like some people work Monday through Thursday, yep. but other people do Tuesday through Friday. And maybe even some people go Wednesday to Saturday, right? Like what if you actually had yeah. people in the office on the weekend, but everybody else had a, a different four day week right? and everybody would overlap at some point during the week so that they would have the chance to communicate and bond and, and kind of build culture. Mm-hmm. But maybe that's something like some people might actually really enjoy like being able to go to work on the weekend and actually having like your Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday free, man, that'd be great. Go do stuff. Think right? about all the, all the, like, there's no lines at six flags. Let's go. Right? What are we doing? You know, it'd be great. Yeah, I mean, like you mm-hmm. could go get like your doctor's appointments done and everybody else is at work. So that's fine. It's easy to schedule. Yeah. Go out to lunch and not have to worry about it. I mean, go to the movies and not yeah. have to think about long lines. So I don't yeah. know. I, I, I think there is an opportunity there. Um, if we start getting a little bit more 
creative in terms of thinking and, about how and where people work. And I think we will. I, I really do. I think I think COVID unlocked that for the consciousness of society. And I, and I think that's a really good thing. Yeah. Talking about another uh, tool that's going to help unlock productivity. Google Calendar invites now let you choose to attend events virtually. Man, I, I love like this. this. Yeah, this is a really good idea. And I mean, why didn't we think about this before? Because I mean, we've had people attending meetings virtually for, I mean, way before COVID, right? People are out of town or whatever else. So like, why not be able to conference bridge for this? this Yeah. Yeah. One yeah, conference bridge. Oh my gosh. I haven't heard that word in so long. So old school Sunday. (laughs) But but yeah, like, like why? Pre-pandemic, man. Pre-pandemic. Yeah. yeah, But you should be able to accept an invite and indicate that you're going to be virtual in the meeting. Like that's in, and that way you can sit down and go, okay, well, who's here? Oh, Okay. Oh, oh, so it says going to be virtual. Okay. No problem. Let's log in. Whatever. So this is great. So the the three options are no, yes, and yes, virtually. Yeah, it's perfect. As you might've heard, Sanjay and I have a new project called Together Letters. So this episode is brought to you by Together Letters. The idea is simple. Everyone has email. No one wants to log in to another thing, but everyone wants to stay connected. Together Letters uses email to create a collaborative newsletter, keeping groups better connected. Sign up today at togetherletters.com. All right, our next article, instant water cleaning method, quote, millions of times better than commercial approach. And if I understand it, it involves a lot of chemistry that I don't understand. So why don't you walk me through this one? Yeah, so I I had to tag this article um, in, in, in celebration of former producer Shannon, Yep. who has not been with us for many, many episodes. I don't even remember the last episode Shannon was on. It's been too many, Sanjay. It's, She's it's, been it's absent been for too many. many episodes. But as as uh, OG listeners of Tech Talk, you all know, uh, Shannon was and is a big proponent of water and clean water. Yeah. Uh, and so I saw this and it, it's pretty fascinating. So basically, um, the idea is that they're making with a golden palladium um, catalyst making hydrogen peroxide that kills off bacteria. And at one place they say it's um, 10, 10 million times uh, more potent than industrial hydrogen peroxide and 100 million times more effective than chlorination of killing off these bacteria. And this potentially could unlock the ability to get clean water to so many people around the globe that don't have access to clean water. And Dude. if you don't know... Uh, producer Shannon's first uh, startup, Trupani, was focused on clean water and and how do you create clean water in the home? And yeah. so uh, I, I actually sent this to her as well uh, for her to look at. But uh, it's it's a huge deal and it's fascinating that um, some of this stuff is still getting discovered. And like you, I don't totally understand the chemistry, but I understand clean water. When you I'm say like fan. it's hundreds of millions of times more effective, I'm just like. Man, science is awesome. Like that's, yeah, that's, that's it, my response. <laughs> and it and it doesn't it doesn't like create any kind of environmental disaster by doing yeah. this or anything yeah. else like that. It <laughs> seems like it's all good. I love it, man. I love it. All right. Speaking of uh, what's all good, at least according to me, you and Steve Wozniak, Apple founder Steve Wozniak backs right to repair movement. So this is a pretty huge deal. I mean, you've got the you know original co-founder whatever of Apple. Basically saying, look, th- this is it. people should be able to repair their devices because I mean, Apple's kind of the 
the biggest company against it right now. I mean, they're the biggest company in the world, I think, and they're definitely not for right to repair. So, so uh, he, yeah. you know, the, the fascinating thing about this story was this calls back to the story that we told before about Lewis Rossman. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't remember what episode that was on, but he's the proponent. He actually has a fix it repair shop yep. and he has been on this campaign to pass laws across the country that allow people to repair their own devices. Yep. Well, he got Steve Wozniak to do this by asking him on cameo and paying him for a video and asking him the question about right to repair. And he ended up getting this nine and a half minute, which is not what cameo is supposed to be. I think normally cameos are like 30 seconds, a minute, yeah. something like that. Yeah. He hit a nerve. Nine and a half minute uh, diatribe from Steve Wozniak saying that, yes, people should have the right to to tinker and repair. And that if he hadn't had that right, he wouldn't have figured out how to build the early computers that That's right. uh, became Apple computers yep. that, that led to Apple becoming a big corporation. Yep. Um, so I huge. Uh, first of all, also to, to Lewis uh, Rossman, uh, props to him yeah, man. for thinking outside yeah. of the box and basically so getting one of the biggest names to endorse his campaign of right to repair. Like so super clever. smart. Listen, uh, so you mentioned Cameo. Uh, do you want to know who one of the top earners is on Cameo? Oh, I probably don't want to know, but it's, tell me. No, no, it's, it? you do. It's uh, it's Kevin from The Office. Uh, I forget his, the actor's name. Is one oh, of the top. Yeah. Uh, I think he earned like a couple of million on Cameo. Um, and you know, he's he's from Atlanta. Is he really? No, he I went to school that. here. Yeah, he's what? from Atlanta. And so is Andy. Andy from uh, The Office I, as well. I had heard Andy was from Atlanta. So I did not know they Kevin were. Was. Uh, I forgot what school it was here, but they were only a year or two apart in school here in Atlanta. What? Um, so they knew each other from 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 Atlanta. Yeah. That's super super bizarre, dude. Wow. Like like uh, the company says, Atlanta influences everything. It really does everywhere. Uh, okay, uh, next up, uh, and you're gonna have to explain this because I don't think I read this story. But Amazon shifts Lumberyard to open source 3D game engine supported by 20 companies. I mean, really, the, the bottom line to this is simple. Uh, Amazon has a 3D game engine. They're taking it to open source, which is going to unlock opportunities for lots more you know, developers to use it and create games on top of this engine. And, and I, I just kind of thought it, it kind of dovetails nicely with the sort of the sort of right to repair movement, this open community. Um, you know, they, they have this piece of IP that they could hoard or they could charge licenses for or whatever. And instead they're going to open source it and make it available and even support it across various companies, which I think is, is actually pretty fantastic. Do you think this is a foray of Amazon moving into the gaming industry? Like, Oh, for sure. Console and, and for sure. Thing? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, cause that's the big thing with Fortnite. Like Fortnite has the unreal engine or is built on unreal engine, whatever unreal engine yeah. makes a ton of money and is used by tons of gamers. And, and I mean, this is, this is, and I don't know how this compares to Unreal Engine. I'm not that deep into this space. That's, but I, I, I was going to ask you that too. I like, I don't know the differences between the engines I, and. Yeah, I, I don't either, but, but I do know that there's a lot of money to be made in that space. And so by Amazon basically, oh, we're just going to get, I mean, it's the typical Amazon move, right? We're going to give this away. We're going to lose money on this. It's going to draw in a insane amount of audience and traffic and everything else. And then we're going to monetize that. Like that's, I mean, that's the same reason that we, that we all have fire tablets that are garbage. I mean, like, like, (laughs) like I've got like six fire tablets in my house and my kids still use them, but they're terrible to use. Like they're not a good tablet, but how is it that you have so many more kids than me 
and I have the same number of fire tablets as you. Like, I don't understand how that. I'm a little goes. concerned that you have that many fires. Are you using them as like boomerangs or something? Like, did you need, did you need some I, extra Frisbees? I, so you bought some like fire door tablets stops now. Like we don't use any of them. That's, anymore. that's probably what it was. You're thinking like, we're going to the park. We need a Frisbee. Oh man. I, I'll just, I'll just grab this fire tablet and use it as a Frisbee. Like, that's probably what you did. I get it. Hey, so. hey, order me another fire tablet. We ran, we lost our boomerang. The other <laughs> we were, day. we were playing ultimate and, uh, and I lost the fire tablet in the lake. So <laughs> can you give me another fire tablet so we can play some ultimate Frisbee? That'd be, that'd be great. So, uh, <laughs> all right. So last one, before we get to weird and wacky, we're letting you know, public service announcement. You can now apply for a job through dun, 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 TikTok. I know so you're wait, does that mean excited. you have to dance and to get the no, job? No, 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 no. No, it's just, it, you can just do like a little video application apparently through this little thing and you talk about yourself and whatever else and it's on TikTok. And I mean, of course, like, like you got to ask yourself who's looking at these resumes and who's applying with the, because it's a very small group that's yeah. going to, that's both looking at it and applying. I just thought it was fascinating. And honestly... I, we need to get away from kind of the typical CV, honestly, right? Like at some point we got to We got to let that stuff go. So it's kind of I mean, cool, cool. idea. They say in this article, uh, companies like Target, Chipotle, Sweetgreen and Great Clips are using the platform to find mid uh, find entry and mid-level employees to work in stores and warehouses. I want to see a Great Clips, uh, you know, job applicant through TikTok. Like, what is that? Like, do you have like your kid, like you're standing there, you're recording, you got your kid and you're like cutting their hair and you're talking about why you're like, like, what does that look like? Why I are just, you passionate about haircutting? Yeah. Like I can just see you like cutting a huge gap in your kid's head while you're looking at the, at the thing, you know, and they're like, Oh, you know, that'd be great. I mean, so. you got it. You could have a double win here, right? Like you may or may not get the job, but you also may or may not go viral That's and make true. a bunch of money that way, right? That's like, so either true. way, you're, you could make you're, money on your kid, resume. Your kid has like super crooked bangs, but you went viral. So you're good. Who cares? We have to win all around. They're going to get bullied at school probably, but <laughs> uh, at least you, you made some money. Time for the Weird and Wacky segment. Abominable snowman. He's not an axe <laughs> One of the TAs turned out to be a bot. All right, Sunday. First weird and wacky article. Heinz starts petition to make hot dogs and buns come in equal packs. Thank you for seeing the light. Finally. It's funny because the sub headline here, uh, it says mismatch is, quote, still one of the stupidest things on earth, says one person who signed the online petition. Yeah, I, what, I don't know if it's one of the stupidest things. I, I can think of a lot of stupid things. But it it is pretty much up there. There's another layer to this that I find really amusing, which is that uh, the vegetarian on of this group is the one that tags the hot dogs and hot dog buns article. So there's something strange going on there. I'm not well, sure why. Well, that's I, on your I keep hearing you not. You, your carnivores keep talking about it and complaining yeah. about it. Yeah. And I'm tired. I'm done with the complaining. Yeah. Like, okay. Let's find you guys a solution. I, I like that's a good solution. And and honestly, like, come on, like, let's just sign the petition and be done with it. That'd be I, you know, by the way, I think they do this with vegetarian hot dogs, too. Like, uh, I don't probably true. Eat those, that's but I think true. they do this. So they are they are equal opportunity uh, messer uppers. Oh, OK. Uh, Got vegetarian it. or not uh, in terms of this. So uh, next uh, uh, second weird and wacky story we've got for you is Atari game donated to Goodwill store fetches more than ten thousand dollars at auction. Part of the reason why I tagged this was I always keep getting the threats when we're cleaning out our basement of like, okay, let's donate this. Let's donate. Like I got a lot of old electronics and I keep going, no, no, this stuff is worth something. Like 
can't just give it Sanjay, away. Sanjay, Sanjay, it's not, man. You gotta let it go, dude. It's not worth it. No, anything. but it's gotta let it go, man. I've got a copy of Air Raid for the Atari Twenty Six Hundred. That also might be worth ten thousand dollars. No, that's man. what the game was. You gotta let it, it go. Donated. Yeah. Listen, man. Goodwill can make good use of that ten thousand dollars. You gotta let it go, man. You gotta let it go. Now, this is this is kind of great. What I, what I really want to know, and, and I wish we knew, is is the person does the person that donated the game know? Like, no. did, did they, fi- they they don't know? No, they don't know. And, I, and, I can guarantee you it uh, was uh, somebody's spouse or parent uh-huh. yeah. uh, cleaning out their home and and gave this away. And then uh, one day this person's going to find out and be like, wait, that was mine. And be like, you cost us $10,000. Ignorance is bliss, man. Uh, the more, the, the older I get and the more, the older my kids get, the, the more I know that. So, um, <laughs> Ignorance, ignorance is bliss. All right, Sunday tech wreck time. What tech wreck do you have for us today? So uh, based on what your tech wreck is going to be in just a second, I decided to recommend stock comparer. Uh, Ooh, it's okay. a simple little website that uh, yeah. lets you compare stocks mm. so you put in a couple of stocks i think it's up to three and uh you get all the stats of those stocks and market cap and highs and lows and trading averages and all that and you get to compare them uh and see which one you like better so if, in case you're trying to decide between two stocks uh here's an easy way to side by side compare them so i love that nice okay. little service yeah so yeah. what do you got for us uh so i i've got what i'm going to refer to as a uh, an amusing tech rec. So I'm going to recommend a, a little website that I found and have not tried yet, but I think I will actually called elonstocks.com. And as we've talked about on this episode or on many episodes before, oftentimes Elon Musk will mention a stock either positively or negatively, and it will do well or poorly based on what he says. So he's made Tesla go up and down many times on based on Twitter. He's made Dogecoin go up and down. He's made other stocks go up and down. So the concept is that when and this is from their website. When Elon mentions a stock in a tweet, we'll send you a text, and and then you can trade against whether or not you think the stock's going to go up and down based on the fact that he made a comment. Which, I mean, this should scare us just a little bit. I think, right? Like that that and and I guess it's been true for a while. Like Warren Buffett probably has had this ability for many many years to say a word or two and have a stock go up or down. But Elon's a little more uh, fast and loose with it, I would say. And therefore, like, I think you could legitimately use this tool and possibly make some money doing it if you want to. I'm not sure I want to, but it's fascinating to me. What are your thoughts? So I'm wondering now if this is actually a real thing because I clicked on the bottom and it says uh, uh, from the minds at Bad Unicorn. So I Mm -hmm. clicked over to Bad Unicorn and it says ideas worth forgetting. And... (laughs) Uh, it's bad startup ideas. Oh man. So it might so not even be real. Oh. <laughs> but maybe it should be real. <laughs> that's funny. So it could be that I just recommended a tech rec. That's not even a real thing that I haven't tried yet. So that's funny. I like so that listeners. Uh, why don't you try it out and let uh, us know, let what us you know think. if it's real. Uh, <laughs> maybe you should not bet any money on the recommendations that you get from this. Yeah. Uh, or 
maybe they're just going to start spamming you with text messages. That seems much, much, much more likely as they're just going to spam you with text messages. So, all right, well, funny. Speaking of spamming, um, Sanjay, uh, how can our listeners find and connect with you? They can find me on Twitter at Sanjay. That's S-A-N-J-A-Y. Or they can find me on my blog at SanjayPark.com, which, by the way, I've now finally started blogging on again. I just put up a post this last week. It's an intro into investing. uh, And I'm actually doing something kind of interesting. So I'm using a platform called Ghost. Mm -hmm. And uh, the articles are free. Um, there is actually a paid version. You don't have to pay because I don't have any paid content up there. Okay. But um, you actually have to register and log in to read the rest of that article that I just posted because I want to know who's reading. So, uh, yeah. So you don't get to free ride. I get to know who you are. And once you sign up, you might actually want to get the newsletter. So then you don't have to keep checking my blog when I do post new articles. So I'm going to be doing a series about uh, investing and all the different ways that I invest and, and mechanisms that I use. And so uh, if you're interested in that, uh, sign up and is check your, it out. Is your series on investing going to talk about emotional investing in your friends like me? Is that that going to be a part of it too? Yeah, that, that's a whole different that's a whole different series and, and it's it's going to be pretty good. <laughs> but what about you, Adam? Where, where can we find you other than on the couch uh, unloading your problems? Uh, well, you find, I mean, my, my website, adamjwalker.com, but I'll also mention uh, I'm on Substack, adamjwalker.substack.com, where I am doing, I'm trying to get back into the habit of doing more regular newsletters where I kind of share a few thoughts and then I share links to articles that I uh, related to leadership and entrepreneurship that I found uh, really helpful from that previous week. So like I, I just released an article today called why I start things and basically talks about the five businesses that I've started, the three nonprofits and why I continue to start things. And the, the, uh, the, the hint there is I start things cause you don't know what's going to work and what's not. So you might as well oh, keep starting. I, I thought that TLDR on that was going to be, I have no attention span. Oh man. I mean <laughs> that so so I will say I'm gonna do a follow-up next week about the danger of starting things, actually. And, and, oh. and that is the danger is that you there is a tendency to not have enough attention span and want to move too quickly, which I did as a kid, and I have to fight now not to do. So uh so yeah, that's that's gonna be next week. So. Um, but uh, yeah, and then on, you know, on Twitter at AJ Walker too. And don't forget Together Letters. Together if you haven't letters. signed up, sign up for Together Letters. Togetherletters.com. Stay connected. Dun, dun, dun.